0: Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby empty calorie bread products into fluffy delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger, but now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So, switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2 gram net carb herb croissant or the 1 gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code Yoga Girl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. If you've followed my Instagram posts or these from the heart episodes, you know how I don't beat around the bush, so to speak. I like to call it as it is. So when I learned of a skincare product that does exactly the same, it was a really easy hook. Introducing Goop. Goop is my new favorite skincare ritual and not just because I love the name. There's a shockingly long list of harmful ingredients that are present in most skincare products out there, but Goop stays clear of all of them. Other companies still test their product on innocent animals, but Goop never, ever, ever tests on animals. Goop founder Gwyneth Paltrow has finally delivered a skincare product we've been searching for. If you're looking to set your skin up for a good day and take your own morning ritual to the next level, the Goop Juice Beauty Exfoliant Instant Facial does exactly what it sounds like it should. It brightens and softens your skin to reveal your glowing, smoother-looking complexion. To follow up, the enriching face oil sinks in instantly, so it's never greasy and. Turbo charges any moisturizer you lay on top goop is even more than a skincare product it's a lifestyle brand that shares inspiration around travel food style work and wellness check out goop.com to inspire your lifestyle in beautiful new ways go online to goop.com yoga girl to get all of these beauty products that's goop.com yoga girl goop.com yoga girl mm-hmm. Hi and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am uh, sitting here with very mixed emotions recording this podcast this week. Uh, before I dive in, I would love to invite invite everyone listening and myself in this moment to just go ahead right now and take a really deep breath. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing? Hope you guys are having a way better week than I am right now. If you've been following along through my social media, you already know I have a sick baby girl at home. And however, I, I know this is not a big deal for, I'm going to say regular parents. And When I say regular parents, I mean people that have been doing this a while, <laughs> like a seasoned parent, a parent that has had more than one baby, that isn't a new parent, that's kind of like been in the game, <laughs> you know, the ins and outs of what this, you know, rodeo ride is like. Um, for me, sh- Luna has never been sick before, ever. Uh, not even remotely sick. The worst thing she ever had happen was that she had a lot of mosquito bites a couple of weeks ago. Like that was, that's literally it. She's never had a rash, never had a fever, never had a cough, never had anything. Um, and I was just kind of thinking that that's, that's normal and that's the way we roll. Um, starting to find out now that in the world of parenting, uh, having a sick baby is probably the norm <laughs> that, that, you know, eventually they are going to get sick. That's just how life goes. Um, however, I am having a super hard time right now with, with, with everything and it's, yeah, just speaking these words, I feel like I could burst into tears right at this moment and I know that it's very related to the fact that I went to bed at 8 a.m. after holding a screaming baby for the past two nights who just won't stop crying. She won't stop screaming. She's in total pain and agony and it's just, uh, yeah, it's awful. Awful, awful. So aside from the pain of having to watch her go through this struggle, which of course is horrible. uh, Me not sleeping, you know, brings all my emotions to the surface. And it's just really, yeah. Not sleeping just brings your heart to your sleeve in a way, which is which is really beautiful and also super challenging and and a huge struggle. So I've decided to, for this week of the podcast, I'm gonna talk about some stuff that isn't super easy. And it's also uh, one of my really bad sides that I've actually noticed comes out, especially when I'm feeling unstable, when I'm feeling emotional, when I'm feeling um, like I'm unfairly treated somehow like I have this really kind of I have a kind of a nasty side uh, of harboring anger and resentment toward other people Uh, and usually I don't act on it it's just it sits within me and I wrote about this for my new year's resolutions actually this year if you haven't read it already I shared on my blog on rachelbraithen.com I shared all my new year's intentions and what I'm planning to work on for the year and it includes everything from You know, I spoke a little bit about this in last week's podcast as well, but it includes everything from I want to floss every day, still going strong, yay. I want to go for a run twice a week, that's going well too. Stay vegan, that's going really well too. But then I have some really uh, emotional personal development stuff that I want to work on this year. And I do that every single year by trying to really check in with what my challenge has been in the past year. So what patterns repeat themselves again and again. And that's how I can sit with and really recognize, okay, what's my work for this next year? So instead of thinking that what can the universe provide me with or what do I want other people to give me? I'm trying to really look at, okay, well, how do I show up for other people and how does that reflect back my way? And one of the things that does keep repeating in my life is I am super bad at letting go of a grudge like I can hold resentment toward another person if someone did me harm um if someone hurt me somehow or uh, yeah just anything at all really that that didn't sit well with me like I will hold on to that shit to the grave <laughs> that's just that's just who I am and it's I don't want to say that's just who I am because I don't want to be that way. I guess it's really a character flaw that I have or a character aspect that I have that I want to change because it's not a really beautiful quality. And uh, I've been kind of, you know, choosing not to talk so much about this in the podcast just because it makes me look like kind of a shitty person. (laughs) And, you know, I'm always very honest with everything that I feel, but specifically the things that I know are true about me that maybe aren't the prettiest, you know, the 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 nitty-gritty, shitty stuff that comes up in the heat of the moment. Like I I have an issue there when it comes to holding on to resentment and how that shows up in my relationships and all around me and it's tripping me up in ways I really am aiming to change this year. So I thought I would actually dedicate this podcast talking about that and of course I'm going to share how I arrived at this place and and, and everything. So Right now, I am yeah, I'm sitting in my office. I'm holding two turmeric almond milk lattes, um, trying to boost my immune system. At home, we're eating garlic like crazy. We're overdoing the green smoothies and the greens. And we're just uh, taking extra, extra vitamin C and doing everything we can to stay really healthy and to heal really quickly. So how the baby got sick, and this is a, a story that's going to weave into everything I'm about to share. Uh, we live in Aruba. So it's a small, small, small island. And we don't have a ton of friends that have babies our age. Just very, very few um, friends in our lives have babies you know, that, that Luna can play with. So she's not in daycare and it's a conscious choice that we've made. Um, One, because we're two people, we run our own, uh, we run our own business so we can choose our own hours. We can work from home. We don't have the need to put her in, in, in daycare or in Aruba here, we call it the crash. Um, which is great. And then Dennis has been kind of pushing that he really wants her to go to daycare anyway, maybe just once or twice a week so that she can interact more with kids and, of course, you know, make new friends and, and all of that. And I've been super resisting it because everyone we know who has a kid in daycare here is always, always sick. And I don't know if it's worse in Aruba because the island is so tiny and maybe people don't care so much about, you know, just putting their kids in daycare or in school even though they're sick it's it's kind of hard I've heard to stay home with a sick child like the um, the laws that support you in that way like social uh, stuff is not super great like in Sweden if your child is sick you actually get you know you get pay and you get support and you can stay home with your baby if you need to and here in Aruba it's a lot more challenging and I know also in other countries it's not that easy so I can totally understand that but what it means is that everyone in all these in schools and in daycare and kindergarten are always sick all the time so what we hear from friends is like don't put your baby in daycare because he's going to get sick right away and I really have been um, so just stoked about the fact that she's never, ever, ever been sick. And I really, of course, don't want her to be either. So we made that choice. And then a couple of days ago, we had a, a little baby play date with a really good friend of mine who has a baby. Uh, and she's only three months older or four months older than, than Looney. So they play really well. And the last time we saw her, she was sick. Like, kind of sick she had a really runny nose and she was coughing and then I purposely kept you know the babies really far apart and I just said you know this doesn't feel good for me Luna's never been sick I don't want her to get sick and then of course um my friend she was a little offended like oh my god what do you think my baby's gonna make your baby sick like she's not that sick she's just she just has a little cough so she was a little you know of course defensive when I when I brought that up which I can understand like you don't want to be the mom who's you know bringing your kids places when they're sick so I get that so then we had this play date a couple days ago and they show up to the house and she has a super runny nose this sweet 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 baby girl who I love so much but her nose is just running like snot into her mouth and I had this total moment like the moment I opened the door and we had this pool day plan and all this stuff and it was gonna be so much fun where I was like oh shit like she's clearly like not you know 100% well like maybe this is just normal for babies when they are in daycare that they're just always a little snotty but snotty meaning like snot running down the nose not snotty as in stuck up because I know I got I got those words confused once but yeah like like the nose was running but then I had this feeling of like, oh, I don't want to ruin this awesome day. I don't want to ruin this play date for the baby. And I don't want to ruin this relationship that I have with this girl who's a really good friend, who's awesome, right? And I don't want to bring it up because last time I did, she was really like, she got kind of upset about it. So I just thought, you know, she wouldn't bring her baby here if the baby was sick. So I was kind of hinting like, how is she doing? Everything good? Yeah, super, super good. Everything is great. Yeah, no, everything is, you know, so awesome and so wonderful. And, and yeah, she didn't say anything else. So what I did and this, like looking back at this now, this was very clearly me ignoring all of my gut instincts, <laughs> pushing that very loud voice that I had in the back of my head that said, like, this is bad, like, abort, abort, move, <laughs> like, you know, abort mission, like, walk away. I just ignore that voice because I really want the baby to have friends, of course. And I've been, you know, working really hard at having friends that have a baby, you know, her age. So, I'm cherishing this relationship a lot, which I'm realizing now put me in this place of not, want, not, I guess, feeling a little bit fearful to speak my truth because I didn't want to rub anyone the wrong way, which I just should have. You know, if you have that intuition and it tells you something and it's a loud voice, just like, trust it, trust it. But I did it. So I spent the whole day... Um, In the back of my mind, and this is ridiculous, but I was keeping track of like which toys the other baby was touching and she would take a stuffed toy and just push it into her face and I could just see the snot like attaching to the stuffed animal and I was like, oh my God, I put all those toys aside and washed them like afterwards, like that's how... you know, conscious I was about the fact that, okay, this baby isn't 100% well, but I still didn't say anything. And then they were both in the same pool. They were playing. I tried to keep them separated a little bit, but then the whole time I was like, you know what? Why am I this paranoid mom? Why do I have to be this stuck up anal paranoid mom who can't just relax and be easygoing? Like all the other moms are so chill and you know, who cares if the baby has a little cold? Like it's not the end of the world. Why would I interrupt a play date that we planned for two weeks just because of a little runny nose? Like who gives a shit? And then when I came out, I went in to get something, I came out and then my friend was feeding the babies with blueberries and she was putting the blueberries in her mouth, biting them in half and then splitting them so that each baby could have half a blueberry each. And my whole body was like, oh, like, no, (laughs) no, like, you know, I just knew this is not good. But I still said nothing. (sighs) I don't know why I still said nothing. So fucking stupid. Anyway, they had we had a really nice time, like it was a super sweet time. Of course, of course. And I love them dearly. Like this is not a reflection at all of how I feel about them as people. Like they're good friends. I love them to death. It's just a lesson for me to trust that immediate instinct of like, okay, you know, is this a good place for my baby to be right now? Is it worth the risk? Probably not. Like we could have pushed that play date to another time. But we didn't. I didn't say anything, and here we are. So I took all the toys, all the blankies, like everything that they had that they were playing with. I put it in the washing machine immediately when they had left. Uh, and the baby was fine. And I was thinking, you know, Luna, she's vegan. She eats super healthy food. She's still nursing. Like she's a really healthy baby. So we're probably totally fine. No problem. The next day we wake up in the morning and Lea Luna has a huge swollen left eye with like yellow white goo coming out of her eye. Uh and you know, it was just super like from out of the blue, boom, this big, swollen, kind of infected looking eye, which is so shitty. I look it up, it looks like she has pink eye. Uh, I start Googling WebMD fork you. I hate <laughs> the internet when it comes to I mean it's it's a good thing if you can get like good information and you know a little bit about, about it, but I feel like if you have a headache and you Google like why do I have a headache, Google or a WebMD is gonna tell you, you have cancer or something. You know, it's always going to make you feel worse so I went online and then I find out there's all these variations of pink eye could be bacterial or viral or this and that and if it goes left untreated you could go blind and it could be this you know I start spitting out of control in my head where at the end of the day who you know it's just a little eye infection no big deal Anyway, I decided to go all natural, like I don't want to give her any medication, this is just super stupid, so I drip breast milk in her, in her eyes, which everyone said is really good, and I've heard has great antibodies and all that stuff. We used chamomile tea on little cotton pads to clean the eye, Uh, you know, we did that for like a day, and then it just started getting progressively worse, so at the end of the day, we went to the doctor, and the doctor said, okay, like this is a pretty bad case of bacterial, uh, bacterial eye infection, so she really needs these uh, these, uh, what's it called? The antibiotic drops. Like she's going to need one drop three times a day and it will just clear up in a couple days. That's all you need. It's going to be fine. So I decided, okay, I don't want to put her through this because it's getting worse. Um, uh, I'll just, I'll just give her the drops and it'll be fine. Cause she had no other symptoms of any kind, just this eye thing. So I even thought like, probably it isn't the baby from the playdate. Probably it's just, you know, like we were on the beach, she puts her hands in the sand. Like you can pick pink eye up anywhere. It could literally be me who just transferred that bacteria her way. Like it could be anything, who knows? That was it. And then right before we're about to go to bed, she just all of a sudden runs a huge fever, like it really, really gets super hot. She starts coughing. Her nose starts running. And within like an hour, she's gone from just having a little eye infection to her whole entire body just like shutting down. Like She got so sick so fast. And it's terrifying. So terrifying. And um, I mean, I get it when you've had babies or you've had many babies or you've done this parenting thing for a while, you start getting a thicker skin and you realize like not every fever is a big deal. Like most Little colds and little stuff like this. It's not a big deal. You learn how to deal with it. I'm really bad at dealing with anything <laughs> surrounding my baby's well being. Like, I'm already super freaked out about so many things. I'm trying to act like I'm this cool, laid back, relaxed parent. Trust me, I am not at all. The laid back, relaxed parent in this family is my husband, who literally is the most relaxed <laughs> person ever. He would probably like, he could go to the doctor and be like, I have a headache. The doctor could say, Oh, wait, this might be cancer. He would say, Ah, it's fine it's fine I'll just go put my head in the ocean and it will clear it right up that's his solution for everything just put your head in the ocean everything (laughs) everything will be cleared up it doesn't matter what you have you have cancer you have a rash you have a headache just go swim in the ocean (laughs) I'll be fine like he's like that guy from um oh what's that wedding movie the greek wedding movie my big fat greek wedding the the dad who puts windex on everything that's my husband except he just puts everything in the ocean. <laughs> Basically, oh and he duct tapes if there's ever any wound ever on his body, he just duct tapes it. I I kid you not. Like that's what he does. It's like a, if it has a little little scratch or like a big cut, he just doesn't even put any band-aid like no nothing, you know, medical. Just Duct tape, flat, straight on that thing. Even once, when was this? This was a couple years back. He went to surf in Reunion Island. I don't know if anyone knows where Reunion Island is. It's an island off the coast of Africa, like far east from Madagascar. Like in the middle of forking nowhere. It's like close to Madagascar. It's, it's, it's crazy, crazy, crazy far away. He was on this tiny little French island, where an island that's known for sharks actively hunting humans like you can google this reunion island and shark attacks they've had more shark deaths than any other place in the history of the world like it's totally crazy he went there for a surf trip (laughs) and i was home and Uh, There was no Wi-Fi on the whole island for whatever reason. He couldn't text me or call me. So we spoke like once every two days or something. Uh, And then the last thing he tells me, and this was so intense. I was so worried that something was going to happen to him. And he's kind of a clumsy guy. Like he's big and always like, you know, surfs and does dives and free dives and does all this crazy stuff. And then he calls me like, oh, finally have service. Like life's so good over here. Oh, yeah. I cut my whole foot open on a reef. I probably could have needed like 15 stitches, but I just duct taped it. It's okay. Okay, I'm going to go surf now. Bye. I love you. See you later. And then he hung up. (laughs) And that same day, there was that huge um, earthquake in Japan. Do you guys remember? This must have been 2013 or 2012, maybe something like that, like a while ago. And then I didn't hear from him for like three days. He told me he cut his foot open. He needed 15 stitches, but he duct taped it. And then he's going to go surf shark infested waters. And then there was a giant earthquake. And then he just didn't call me for three days. Like, that's my husband. And then when he finally called, of course, I was panicking for so long. Like, are you okay? What's going on? And he was like, what? What do you mean? I was like, there was an earthquake. You went surfing with a cut in shark. He was like, what? What do you mean earthquake? What do you mean shark? No. Honey, everything's fine. Like, everything's chill. Like, that's him. He's so relaxed, so laid back. I wish I had just a little ounce of his chillness because it would really help mellow me out. All right. So anyway, back to this story. Baby gets sick. I am not cool at all. We go to the doctor. She gets the drops, whatever. She gets super sick. Fever runs high. And then we have the first night of fever. She's never had a night of fever before. She screamed nonstop for eight hours straight. She's not a crier. Like you see her on social media. Like I share little snippets, little videos of her photos. People always ask like, are you making her smile? Do you force her smile? Is she always is happy? She is that happy all the time. She had like a couple of grumpy weeks when she was seven or eight months old. She's always happy. She's always smiling, but that's just who she is. So she never cries. And then this first night of fever, she screamed in agony for eight hours straight. So I gave her something to reduce the fever because she got super hot. It was She had over 39 uh, degrees, which is what, 103 something in Fahrenheit. So okay, not scary high, but like high enough that, yeah, scary high for me. Everything is scary for me. So gave her something for that. And then I didn't know because the doctor didn't tell us. One, the doctor checked her ears and said her ears were fine, told us to give her this thing for her fever, but didn't tell us that she needs to eat in connection with that medication. Uh, it was Motrin or something, like a, just a fever reliever or a pain reliever or something. Um, so what happened is she got this super pain in her stomach and started screaming even worse, but I didn't understand. Of course, I can't like understand where her pain is. And I don't know how many hours we had of that. And then finally, after, you know, screaming, 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 couldn't sleep, wouldn't stop crying. uh, I nursed her, which she normally doesn't want to do at all in the night. And she nursed for like 25 minutes straight, like the biggest feeding she's had in a really long time uh, and then passed out because, of course, her belly was hurting from the stupid medication that I gave her. And then I felt like the worst mom and everything is just total crap that was that night and then the next day you know everything was kind of worse the infection is now in both eyes she's still super cranky super crying so we went to another doctor uh, where they checked her ears and said she has a double-sided ear infection in the inner and middle ear (laughs) so really bad ear infection and that's why she's crying also because she has this super pain in the ears and it's worse when she lies down for whatever reason something with fluids going into the head so she needs to be elevated so I don't know. Anyone who doesn't have kids listening to this now, I'm so sorry. I'm just ranting about my baby's little cold, which I'm making it sound like it's the worst thing that ever happened to me. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Before the new year, I set intentions for all areas of my life, including my business. If you also own a business and you're ready to take it to the next level this year, you will need the right people to help get you there. Find them fast with ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then Zippercooter will put it in smart matching technology, actively looking for the most qualified candidate and inviting them to apply. They even review every application to identify the top candidates. You never ever miss a great match. That's why Zippercooter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on the right candidate finding you, it will find them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidate with immediate results. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com yoga. That's ZipRecruiter.com yoga. One more time, try it for free. Go to zippercootercom slash yoga. Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body, because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark, so it's a big deal. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen-free, certified B Corp, and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yogagirl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yogagirl for 25% off. But... Anyway, as this is going on, I am starting to build up because she's in so much pain. I am freaking out. Right before this happened, I wrote a blog uh, on on my website that I shared on my like overwhelming, obsessive fear that something horrible is going to happen to her. And I just I have this fear all the time. It's the paralyzing fear. It's horrible. Every day there is like a hundred moments of the day where I envision how something happens to her. And I can even see the whole scenario of like, oh, we get in the car, we crash the car, she dies, there's a funeral, like I envision the whole thing, like a little storyline, like a little movie, like a little psycho movie in my head of how she dies and then life is over. And I have this little flash of total paralyzing, gripping fear, maybe a hundred times a day, like walking down the stairs with her. I can just envision for a split second how I fall. She cracks her head on the tile floor or, you know, she chokes on something and a, Like she drowns in the pool. Like I have so many of these horrible moments every day where I have to pause and focus on bringing my attention back into the moment or this fear just takes me horrible places. And I don't really speak about it a lot because one, I I feel like a crazy person. (laughs) Just saying this right now, I feel like a crazy person. And two, I don't really want to feed this fear by talking too much about it. But I'm also realizing now that I'm keeping it in the dark and it's growing there. So I think it's probably a good thing for me to talk about. Although it's it's hard for me to talk about, but I'm going to do it more. And when I talk to other moms, three, uh, I find out that I'm actually not a crazy person, but it's normal, which I have a hard time understanding. Living your entire life with a fear like this big, with a fear this paralyzing, how is this normal? I. I don't know. I kind of want to call bullshit that this is normal. I don't, it shouldn't be normal. Like who, who, I don't know. How, how, how do we live? (laughs) How do we have babies? And then, you know, the life happens and there's a whole world out there of dangers. And then eventually like, you know, they grow up and she's going to go like on airplanes and she's going to go on to a party, like all that stuff. Like I cannot even imagine at all. Like now she has an ear infection and I feel like I'm going to die from fear and from worry it sucks. It totally, totally sucks. So I shared that blog. And then immediately after that blog, she got this sick. So I'm spending every hour of the night when she does fall asleep, she sleeps in like tiny little increments before she wakes up uh, with this pain. I have to just sit there and watch her breathe. (laughs) Also saying this now makes, makes me feel like an insane, crazy person. But that's what I've done for the past two night. The past 48 hours have basically been uh, me holding her. Like she's only slept on top of me or if I'm holding her and I can tell she's in so much pain. She has to be in like a certain angle and kind of upright for, to be able to sleep. But I can't sleep. So when she sleeps, I'm just there like staring at her, making sure she's breathing. I had to put like a little mattress in her room, um, pillows and stuff so that I could sleep in there so that I can just, yeah, I can't not because it's so overwhelming and intense. But I find myself... Throughout these days, in this... And I know it's because I am in pain over, over this fear. I'm in pain because she's in pain. I'm freaking out because, you know, everything is, is hard. And she's screaming nonstop. And I'm not sleeping, which is a big piece. I find myself building up this intense resentment toward this friend of mine who, who brought over her sick baby. And I feel horrible about it. Like now that I'm out of that bad, like negative, kind of hateful loop... But it was kind of like, okay, I'm holding Lea Luna, she's screaming, she's crying, she won't stop, like, Dennis can't hold her, I can't put her in her crib, she screams, I can't just hold her, she screams, I can't sit down, I can't sit, like, no matter what I do, she's just screaming. It's horrible. And I find myself wanting someone to blame, like, why did this happen? You know, why? Who did this? And I keep coming back to the fact that like my intuition told me that I shouldn't have had that play date and now we did and now look what happened. And I start getting so obsessed, like upset, I mean, super upset and super resentful toward my friend really pissed. Um, on day two of this fever, you know, I, I text her and she says, Oh wait, like okay, I heard, I heard a is sick. Is everything okay? And I said, well, she has this eye infection. Oh, that's so strange. I wonder how she got that. And I was like, huh? Yeah. I wonder how she got that too. And that was back when I kind of thought that maybe it was something else. I didn't want to blame anyone. I didn't want to say anything cause I don't want her to feel bad either. You know, cause she is a friend. Why would it, it doesn't help me if she feels horrible? Like it's just shit but then day two of this fever she texts me she says well her baby is now super sick and woke up in the morning and couldn't breathe and they had to go to the er and she's in the hospital right now with pneumonia so when i heard that like there's a insane intense bacterial infection uh that starts off as like a cold and then for her baby led to this insane actually dangerous thing that they have to be in the hospital now for three to four days and breathe through a machine so And this feels like, just saying this, I I feel like I'm a horrible person. I did not even think about her baby at all. She just told me this and I just tell that it's like, we have to go to to the doctor now. Like we need to get a blood sample. Now someone needs to listen to her lungs right now. I'm not going to wait a couple of days for this to blossom into pneumonia. Like, are you crazy? Like we leave right now. And I, I don't know if this is like a mama bear protective instinct thing, but I did not even like for the first, I don't know hour i didn't even ask like how how is your baby (sighs) oh my god i'm a horrible human being just i'm so sorry jesus but i couldn't not think about like my own you know what i mean like i just got this super fear that something crazy horrible was going to happen to her and it was already already getting worse the fever is getting higher she's coughing more she now has an ear infection and an eye infection and all this stuff and in my mind i go from like you know, it's just a little cold. It's not the end of the world. Two, like, holy shit, we're going to have to go to the hospital. Two, she's going to be hooked up to a machine. Two, oh my God, what if she dies? What if she can't breathe? <sighs> like, my my panicked mind, there's no limits to where it takes me. And it's not a pretty place. Like, it's just not. So we go to the doctor. We find out, like, her lungs are 100% great. Like, she's her lungs are fine. Everything is fine with her breathing. What she has is ears and eyes. So the difference between our two babies is that, you know, Leiluna's never been to daycare. She's never been sick before um, where this other baby has been sick a lot and probably had like a lower immune system already. And, you know, there's to- to- two totally different babies, different stories, all of this, just because, you know, it doesn't mean it has to play out the same, same bacteria, but two, you know, very different symptoms, I guess. Um, and then after we came home, then I'm like, wait, like how the hell is her baby doing? Holy fucking shit. And then I pick up the phone and then I, you know, find out about everything and, And I was holding on to all of this resentment. And then I realized, you know, hey, like, who's in the shittier position (laughs) right now? Like, who is in the actual shittier position? Me sitting at home. Okay, I have a screaming baby, a crying baby who's sick. Uh, I have a husband. You know, I don't have to go to work. Like, I'm okay. I can just cancel my yoga classes and be home with my baby. Or my friend who's a single mom who's sitting at at, at the ER right now with a baby who can't breathe like what kind of a selfish asshole am I that it took me that long to even connect to the fact of like how horrible it is for my friend to be going through this way more intense situation. But I was holding on to all this resentment of like, why did you bring your baby to your, your, my house when she was sick? And this could have been avoided if she wasn't so irresponsible. And I was telling myself this angry story, you know, or in fact of like, fuck, like where is my compassion <laughs> in that moment? Why can't I find just that piece of, of loving compassion immediately you know of realizing in this situation like of course she did not mean for this to happen of course not like if she had any inclination of the fact that this was gonna happen she wouldn't have come to our house of course of course of course I spoke to her today and she said she feels so horrible and the baby had had this runny nose for three weeks so she just thought that that was normal and she wasn't coughing she didn't have anything else so she said if she had any idea that it was gonna turn into a sickness she would never have you know taken her out in public with other people and other babies and stuff and she feels horrible as it is like there's nothing I have to do to make her feel crappy because she already feels crappy and her feeling crappy doesn't improve my situation in any way but there's that like resentful part of me that immediately wants to kind of attach to like fuck this shit like we do not deserve this why did this happen to us and what happens when I get into that resentful state is one okay I lose the ability to be compassionate immediately I lose all my compassion, all my loving kindness that I focus so much on on a regular basis. It's out the window. Um, And two, I get really self-absorbed. I get completely self-centered, self-absorbed. I'm unable to step out of my own personal situation in that moment, my own personal pain or fear. You know, this story that my mind and my ego is telling myself. I'm unable to step away from that Uh, which makes this pain worse, right? And it makes it feel like the whole world surrounds around me. And if I get stuck in that tone of voice, like in that story for too long it actually shapes my reality in a really, really shitty way. So if I stay there with that resentment, it builds, it builds, it builds, it builds. And that space for loving compassion never opens because I'm just stuck in this kind of hateful, like, oh. And especially in that moment of not sleeping and feeling super terrified for my baby, you know, it can actually build to being like a nasty thing where I almost like, oh, I want to like tell her how much she sucks and fuck you. And like the super angry, angry, angry side of me comes out and if I'm not careful like it will build and it will actually explode and go beyond the confines of my mind and it will kind of seep out into my relationships and into the world you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl Are you ready to take even better care of your body this year? Whether it's increased focus, fitness, calm, or overall balance, make sure you include vitamins and supplements to help you tackle your New Year's intentions. Now it's easier than ever to find the right nutrients your body needs with care of care of is a new kind of vitamin company making healthy living easier with vitamin packs personally tailored to your exact needs go to takecareof.com and breeze through a quick quiz about your diet health goals and lifestyle choices in minutes your answers create a personalized vitamin pack just for you based on recommendations from both clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists each vitamin is described in detail where in the world the very best ingredients are from and how they are processed listed benefits honest results of case studies all easily displayed alongside your recommended dose order today and experience the care of difference your subscription box includes a month supply of individually wrapped packets with your personal daily mix of vitamins and supplements for easy grab and go getting recurring monthly orders means you never have to miss a day or deal with replacing empty bottles and you can modify your subscription at any time as well there are even vegan and vegetarian options to match your dietary needs it's like having a one-on-one nutritionist all without leaving your own home For 50% off of your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter heart. That's takecareof.com offer code heart for 50% off of your first month. Takecareof.com offer code heart. So when that happens, and it is, you know, it's not in my regular day-to-day stuff. It's always when I'm under intense pressure or when I'm in pain or when something isn't right, you know, because then I'm, I'm in this already weak, I guess, fearful state. Fear brings it out. So what happens is I start getting like this resentful and angry and then it, it leaks out and it goes to Dennis. Like that's different because he's my immediate second person in my life, right? So last night. Instead of just being worried, if I'm just worried and I can speak to him about my worry, he can calm me down. We can worry together and he can maybe, you know, share some of his very relaxed, chilled space with me and then I can calm down. But when I'm angry, it doesn't go anywhere. All it does is my anger wants to trigger his anger and I want to poke him in all the sensitive spaces that I know so that, you know, I can trigger some drama or some discussion or a fight out of him. Um, And it's really... And it's really not a a fun place to be. So last night, for instance, I'm putting the baby to bed. She's crying, 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 screaming, screaming. we've had the whole day, you know, being really supportive of each other. And I'm just getting, you know, extra exhausted. And of course, I was the one up the night before. I didn't sleep. I can't sleep in the day. There was something wrong with me it doesn't matter if I'm up the whole night I just can't sleep in the day at all so he had more sleep I guess I'm gonna that's my one excuse um but I go in with the baby and I said okay like will you do we have we have food right I say before I go in. he's like yeah 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 we have food okay and then I'm in with her maybe for 90 minutes like it took so long for her to, uh, to start to mellow out and to stop crying. So maybe 90 minutes before I come out and she's still not sleeping. She's just kind of calming down. So maybe she can fall asleep and I go outside and what is my, you know, I'm starving. We didn't eat for, I don't know, forever. So we had an early lunch, like I'm starving. I'm super tense. I'm exhausted. I'm worried about the baby and I come out and what is my husband doing? He's watching soccer on TV sitting on the couch with his phone <laughs> like the kitchen is a mess the living room is a mess like everything is messy and he's just spent the past 90 minutes sitting on his ass on the couch watching sports and you know I know my husband I love my husband very much like this is who he is I don't know if it's a man thing or whatever but when I come home like no matter what I'm doing I'm always cleaning something like I'm always picking stuff up I'm always like cleaning off the tables and putting dishes away and you know, it's like a second nature of just, I like to keep the house clean. Uh, but for him, he can just sit surrounded by ginormous mess and not even notice. He doesn't even know how messy it is. Like, I can't start cooking unless the kitchen is clean because there's nowhere to put your stuff, you know, but he doesn't have that kind of second nature of that. But now, you know, I've been in with the baby for so long, I'm kind of assuming, because I said, we have food, right? Which was my way of saying, like, you're going to fix us food, right? <laughs> He just took it as a question, like, is there food? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you guys can hear how silly this <laughs> conversation is in the first place. But he's just sitting there. And of course, I like lose my shit. I'm like, I thought you said there was food. He's like, well, yeah, like, I mean, there's like s- stuff in the fridge, I think. And I'm like, okay, are am I going to cook us this food? You know, who who is going to prepare this food? He's like, I don't know. Do you want to cook us the food? I'm like, well, it's 9 p.m. <laughs> Maybe since I've been with the baby for like two hours in there, it would have been nice if I came out and there was something to eat. I say super aggressively, of course, like I'm just like seeping out. It's like poison, this anger. And he's like, well, I mean, you didn't ask me to make food. You could have explicitly asked, can you prepare food? You know, and then he gets triggered and then we're fighting about fucking dinner while the baby cries over there on the other side of the house. You know, like just stupid marital relationship stuff. But it totally came out of, okay, I still withhold the fact that I think that, you know, he could have been a little more thoughtful than to sit on his ass and watch soccer when the baby's sick and we're both starving. Yes. But... I am not helping the situation by coming out and lashing out with a super anger right away, which just triggers a fight. At the end of the day, like no one is eating. Baby is still crying. We're not a unified team anymore. We're just fighting with each other while fighting the baby, trying to get the baby to sleep while still not having any food on the table. So it doesn't take me anywhere, right? Um, Step two, I guess, or the continuation of this is if I don't get myself in check when this anger and resentment is building out of this pressure or or whatever, um, it starts going other places. And suddenly my mind uh, starts looking around for shit that isn't working in my life. Okay, I already know I have a husband who doesn't support me. I already know there's no food in the house. I already know I'm starving. I already know that this friend of mine made my baby sick. Maybe she did it on purpose. (laughs) You know, I start going totally insane. And then I look around and like, what else is messed up in my horrible, shitty life? (laughs) And then I see like, oh, did the dogs even eat? And I turn down and it's like, you didn't even feed the dogs? Like, what kind of a parent are you? And I'm like, all dramatic and just trying to find things to poke holes in. And if I'm very unlucky in that moment, Maybe there's other people around. Like I have a husband. He knows me. He knows when I get angry, like this stuff passes. I can apologize to him later. He can apologize to me if he did something. We work our stuff out. But if there's a person who isn't that close happening to be in the surroundings when I'm going through one of these anger moments, you know, that shit is not pretty. I speak my mind very clearly, very loudly, Um, I'm really good at finding other people's weak spots and I'm really good at kind of poking at them until something comes out. And yeah, sometimes like if I'm unlucky, I'll I'll open my computer and I'll see there's a work issue going on, something isn't good at the studio or something isn't good over there in that office. And then all of a sudden, like I can send an email out to someone and, and be like really fiery, angry of like, why the hell is this not working? And of course, for the person on the other end of that email, who know me as like a very fun person, a calm boss, who's like, I'm, I'm, I'm firm, I know what I want, but like, we have a fun work environment. And then all of a sudden comes this kind of like, passive aggressive, fuck you email at (laughs) 9.48pm. You know, at the beginning of the week, it's kind of a shitty thing to do. And I'm really really working on holding myself accountable for this stuff so if you know I get caught in a place like that so luckily now like I didn't share my resentment with anybody just Dennis got to see the end of my anger and I got to see the end of his anger because he said some shit to me too in that moment so we can work that out as a couple so all of this finally you know blew over I guess or what happened in the night is I went back to the baby because she was still crying and then when I uh, when I was, she was almost asleep, or she was like, I was lying on the floor, she's on top of me just whimpering, then it just comes in, he's like, hey, there's food on the table, so then he prepared food, and kind of his way of saying like, okay, you know, should I take over, do you want to switch, and then we switched, and then I ate, like really quickly, and then baby just wouldn't stop screaming, so we switched back, and then I was in there with her the whole night, like just in the, in the, in the bedroom, and she didn't, she fell asleep at 8 a.m., which means, We had, I don't know, let me think, I can't even count, what, 12 hours of not sleeping, just screaming, just crying, fever, you know, a horrible, horrible night. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I love my bed and the snuggles my baby, husband, dogs, and I share in it. In this new year, my baby now sleeps in her own room, which means me and my husband's sleep have totally transformed. What better way to celebrate than with the world's coziest bedding? Bedding from Parachute. Parachute creates the softest bedding and linens from 100% natural fabrics in family-owned factories where the workers are paid fairly. The designs are clean and modern yet timeless, and the fabrics only get softer with every single use. Parachute also gives back. All returned items are donated to Habitat for Humanity and through partnership with United Nations Foundation, over 20,000 life-saving malaria prevention bed nets have been donated to date. With Parachute, your bedding creates an absolutely beautiful impact in your home and in our world. Well, this new year, update your home with Parachute. Visit ParachuteHome.com slash Yoga Girl for free shipping and returns on Parachute's super comfortable bedding and bath linens. You will love this next level experience. Visit ParachuteHome.com slash Yoga Girl for free shipping and returns on Parachute's very comfortable bedding and bath linens. Try it out for 60 nights and if you don't love it, just send it back, no questions asked. Go to ParachuteHome.com slash Yoga Girl today. Somewhere in the middle of this twelve-hour shitty, shitty night, it just hits me. I don't know, like all the the anger just drained away because the moment passed, you know. And there's no one else to bounce the anger of. I guess anger can only attach and become worse if there's something to attach it to. And I can't attach any anger to to my baby. Like, of course not. You know, all I feel is this overwhelming love and this overwhelming worry for her. And I'm holding her and she's shivering with fever and she's in so much pain and she's trying to sleep and just, it's like my heart is going to burst in a million pieces just looking at her, just holding her in this pain of like, oh my God, like how, how did I, like, how did I get here? How did I get to a place where I feel so much love? I can't, almost, almost I can't bear it. Like I'm trying to put it into words it's not unbearable, the love, because yeah, then you wouldn't live. <laughs> but it's like just bearable, the amount of love I feel for this child. If I felt any more love for her, I don't think I would be able to live a life. And now it's, you know, the love is so big. It's so intense. It's painful at times, like really, really, really painful at times. And I realized, you know, I, there's nothing I wouldn't do for her. I would go climb a mountain, like swim a ri- Like I would walk through the gates of fiery hell for this child because I, I, I just, the love is so primal. It's so intense. And then the, in the middle of the night, just holding her, I, I just had this total softening of, Oh my God, like I'm so exhausted. And I love her so much. And then it hits me, Oh, well, my friend and her baby, you know, it's the same. Like, of course it's the same and poor her, you know, here I'm sitting, at least I'm, we're in our own bedroom, in our own house, dealing with stuff here but and I have Dennis like I have this guy who yeah I get to fight with when I need to fight I get to vent to when I need to vent someone to hold me at night someone to support me someone who can say hey let's switch and then he'll switch with me someone to to do this together you know someone who actually yeah like cooked me food that night you know and she doesn't have that she doesn't have that she does all of this stuff alone which it is a goddamn miracle. Like it's a goddamn miracle. I'm crying now, but. Like this shit is so hard. Like hard in the most beautiful way. Hard in the most. Like gut-wrenching, eye-opening, like mind-exploding way. And I have a person to share this with, right? And then she doesn't. And I feel really, really, really shitty about that right now. Like I feel really shitty that in that moment, I wasn't able to recognize my own privilege that I have this support and that she doesn't. And then instead of immediately asking like, wait, you're in the hospital. Like, how can I help you? How can I support you? Can I, can I go there? Can I send something? Can I, you know, do you need food? Do you need something? Like, what do you need? Because of course she's the one in in, in greater need. And I completely failed completely failed to see that and i failed in every way like there as a friend and you know couldn't even bring any loving kindness into that moment and how she does this every day all alone like literally with no family with no husband no one there to cook her food no one there to hold her hand in the middle of the night when the baby can't breathe to tell her like it's gonna be okay you know like fuck that woman is a warrior, warrior goddess of a woman. I mean, every mom out there, like we're all, if we're doing this, like we're all warrior goddesses of of, of women. Like that's just the case. We're all superhuman. The fact that we that we hold this love and that we walk through this and that we're able to just continue and soldier on through all the hard shit, And that at the end of the day, no matter how hard it is, it's always worth it by a million. Like that's also totally insane. But in the middle of the night, last night holding my baby, I just, I started weeping, just thinking of my friend and just kind of seeing my, my whole actions of the past 48 hours and how this, fear turned into pain turned into anger turned into resentment you know instead of just sitting with the actual love that lies at the root of that fear you know and if I can bring myself back to that love again and again and again and I don't have to react in that way it would be really awesome to just immediately arrive at a place of loving kindness immediately you know so this this morning and we talk and and I immediately ask like what can I do for you you know how How can I help you? What do you need? Should we come over? Like, okay, maybe not with a baby, but (laughs) like, can we send something? Do you have food? Do you have support? Like, how can we help you? And the moment I shift that awareness, so I'm not so self-absorbed in me and mine and my pain and my stuff, immediately when I look at the objective and I look at the world and I look at the fact like, whoa, you know, I am actually the one in the easier position here. And of course, there's no hard, like there's no bad intention here from any place. Of course not. Like. Jesus, it's the simplest thing ever. It's not a big deal. There's no one to blame. Kids just get sick. You know, that's it. Kids just get sick. And how can we support each other through that? And what can I do to be of service for someone who is actually in greater need than myself? The moment I switch that, everything turns. And it's like the whole energy of the whole situation now is totally different and and not just you know between her and me because she didn't know <laughs> i mean maybe she felt it a little bit but i didn't say anything i didn't say that i was angry or resentful or blaming her or anything like that you know so i don't know if she knew or if she just felt a little bit or, or of it or, or or all of it or nothing I, I have no idea but just now that i for me internally that shift just made everything easier whereas wow all day today all I could really focus on and think about was how grateful I am that I have Dennis to do this with just everything, you know, how grateful I am. And no matter how much he pisses me off sometimes. And, you know, we don't think the same ways. And there are certain things that I kind of pick at throughout the day and nag and all that stuff. Like, Oh, come on. You know, it's just a ginormous waste of time. Like I have this amazing husband who's with me every step of the way, who supports me in everything I do, who's there through the shitty times through the hard times through the fear, you know, who's there to lighten the mood when it needs to be lightened, like who I can today just sit with at breakfast with our baby and and drink coffee together and everything's okay. You know, I'm so, 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 so grateful that I have this man in my life, that I have this husband, this father to our amazing daughter, this total, I'm so overwhelmed with gratitude. I'm going to cry again <laughs> right now. And if it wasn't for all of this, if it wasn't for the resentment that I felt and going through all of this hard stuff, maybe today would have been just another hard day, you know, where I am annoyed with him for not cleaning out the dishwasher or for not doing this or where I just focus on the things that don't work instead of the overwhelming, like Jesus, holy shit (laughs) fact of the blessings that I have in my life, the blessing that he's here and that we have This baby who, yes, right now is a little bit sick, but in a week, I'm going to look at it like, oh, that wasn't a big deal, (laughs) you know, and every time we go through something like this, like we grow and and we learn and (sighs) I don't know if things get easier, but definitely a little more manageable and I'm learning more about myself throughout every scenario. So (sighs) this is my, this is my intention for the year. Not to say that, oh, I have this thing I want to change or something that I don't like about my personality or something that I don't like about how I react to things. I'm just going to change that. I'm just going to fix that. Like, you know, this, at least for me, is, is the work. And it requires going through the difficult shit. It always requires struggle and pain and some sort of challenge. But actually learning from it and being able to be conscious through it and then share it and speak it like I'm doing right now. Like this works. I mean it it really 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 works so what I'm going to do right now in this exact moment in time is I have a little gift bag or a little not a gift bag like a little goodie bag that I put together with just some magazines and some nice things to drink and coconut water and some fruits and a toy and and just just cozy stuff like you know what, what would I wish that I had if I was stuck in at the hospital for four days with a baby that couldn't breathe, you know, and I'm going to drive over to the hospital and drop that off and and hug my friend. That's what I'm going to do. So to close this podcast, maybe you're already thinking about it, but who are you harboring resentment toward in your life right now? What are you resenting? Who are you resenting? You know, what's lingering, maybe from something that's really old and it gets harder. That's also something that I've learned with, with time and with practice. Uh, There is a little window where we can fix these situations and learn from these situations immediately. Right. Where you can be totally in it and then realize like, wait, I'm, I'm acting in this way because of, you know, something. There's a valid reason, of course, like there's fear or there's pain or there's a trigger. There's something there, but it's your resentment. It's your anger. Other people can just point you toward what triggers you. Other people can just show you where your anger sits, you know, where that sensitivity lies. They can maybe even point you toward where it comes from, but no one can give you anger. You know, no one can hurt you to a degree where they bring a brand new emotion your way and they put it there and it's theirs no like if if you're angry that anger is yours if you're feeling resentment that resentment is yours so how can you own that emotion how can you own your part in bringing that forth or your part in manifesting that type of feeling in a relationship or manifesting that relationship or manifesting I don't know, maybe a place where you feel victimized or even in those moments where you feel like, oh, I did nothing wrong. I am not the one to blame. This is totally out of my control. If it's present in your life, somehow you invited it there. Let me just leave it at that. Somehow you invited it there. So whatever resentment you are harboring or you are holding on to, there is a little nugget of gold there. You know, there is something much, much, much deeper that lies beneath. There's a learning, there's a growth, there's something that life is trying to show you so you can grow into a more loving, kind human being. But you have to face yourself. You have to face that part of you that is, you know, the ugly, the the angry, the gritty. You have to go there. And, you know, maybe it's maybe it's shameful. Maybe it's a part of you that you don't want to see. Maybe it's a part of you that you prefer other people don't know exists, like me and this anger that I have. It feels really good to talk about, you know, it's not who I am. I'm not an angry or resentful person, but there is a fear in me or a pain in me that gets triggered by things that come my way, that brings forth this anger, that brings forth this resentment. And I'm really working on that. I'm really, really, really working on that. And that's what this year is going to be for me. So if you know what your work is, write it down, share it. And maybe even today there's space for you somehow to go back to that person who hurt you or go back to that person who you're harboring resentment toward for whatever reason um, and bring some healing there. You know, see that that person has a struggle as well. Maybe there is a way for you to step out of that immediate self, you know, of being very centered on what happens to you being very self-centered maybe you can step out and just see how can you be of service to them and immediately you'll find that yeah like that's actually what the situation needs it's more love nothing else just more love wow what a what a journey eh thank you for being here with me throughout all of this the highs and the lows and everything in between I love you and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of these on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Huge thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And thank you to my sponsors, Goop, ZipRecruiter, Take Care Of, and Parachute. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.